Live from the Jersey Shore, it's the Shore Show Podcast with your host, Cassie T. And producer Rob. Oh my God, hold the hell, Cash. Podcast. I'm your host, producer Rob. Joining me is my co-host, Cassie T. We have a great show for you this week. Um, we're going over a lot of things. I think it's definitely one of our more serious shows. Oh, I don't want to say serious. Like, it's not boring. Um, but it goes. It definitely goes over um, a lot of different serious topics. Controversial. Yeah, I yeah, I would say controversial. Um, as always, we thank you for tuning into our show. Don't forget to visit our website, shortshowpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram, at shortshowpodcast. And also remember, if you like the show and want to help us out, you can go to our site on Patreon uh, at www.patreon.com forward slash shortshow. And don't worry, guys. I'm still beautiful. And pledge even a dollar to help support the show. And yes, Cass is very beautiful today, even with her little glasses. I love that. You didn't that. say it. Oh. You didn't say it. Um, before we do get started, I do want to go over one thing, though. Um, last Saturday, uh, about five miles away from where we record, uh, terrorism hit really close to home, actually. we Where we record is about five miles away from Seaside Heights, Seaside Park. I work in Seaside Heights and Seaside Park every day. And uh, just the fact that there was a bombing. It was, it, it's known now. It was a terrorist bombing. It was a planned thing. There were three different sites, New York here, um, and then North Jersey too. Uh, well, Chelsea, New York. And Elizabeth. And Elizabeth. And Aren't then they Seaside. Both New York? No, Elizabeth is in New Jersey. Oh. Elizabeth in North Jersey. I thought it was a part of the city somewhere. Aw, you're adorable. No, Chelsea and Elizabeth aren't sisters. They're not next to each what? other. They're best <laughs> friends. But uh, no, in all seriousness, and it just, it really, it strikes two nerves. One, because the bombing was so close to home and it was, it targeted a marine charity race, a marine charity 5K, which is just, it's despic- despicable, it's disgusting. And the fact that, you know, my sister herself was actually over there. Uh, was actually feet away from the can that later exploded. And it's just, it's terrifying. And it's also, it makes me so angry to think that these things happen, are now happening right in our backyard. I mean, I'm sure all over the country people are saying, well, that did happen in my backyard. And, you know, that you don't have an appreciation for it. And I guess until it does happen that close to home. And it's sad that we don't have that appreciation, but at the same time, like, it's a real eye-opener. I, I completely agree because you think of what's going on in um, Europe, like uh, Pakistan, Iran, and all that going on. There's bombs every day there. There's explosions yeah. every day in their backyard. And, like, we hear about it and we watch it on the news and we're like, oh, that's terrible. But, like... But we also think, it, you know, that's every day for them. Yeah, but it doesn't, like, affect... Like, it's still the scary thought that, like, terrorism is, like, surrounding you. You know what I mean? Like, their yeah. culture, their lives is, like, For so long, it was, it was over there. And now you know? it's over here. And and now it's, hell, it's within walking distance. And I guess it, like, realize, and, like, I guess it puts you in the position to understand, like, what, like, how their lives are affected by it. Yeah. Like, that was just one. Like, imagine, you and don't that know if your husband's coming home because of it. You also have to think, you know, that, that bomb that went off in Seaside, uh, it 
didn't detonate properly. It didn't detonate on time. It, the timer was set to go off while the race was going on, and the race was delayed because of registration issues. So thank God no one was around it when it went off. Oh, my gosh. And um, it, th- there were three of them, and only the one went off. And again, the one only partially went off. It didn't even fully go off. Yeah, because the recycling can next to it wasn't even affected. No, it was just the one garbage can. Had, though, those three, they were three uh, pipe shrapnel bombs. Which, for anyone that doesn't know, when that kind of explosion occurs, when that bomb goes off, it sends out metal shards, metal BBs, and it's not so much the explosion that does damage, it's the shrapnel that that literally just rips through flesh like it's nothing. So, you know, great job to the police. Yeah, FBI. Thankfully, no one was hurt. The Joint Terrorism Task Force. Um, And just a shout out to the Seaside Semper 5K Run. Uh, That's the organization that held the event and unfortunately that was targeted um and they didn't hold the event because of everything that was going on but uh semper 5k seaside semper 5k uh if you look it up i know they have a facebook they have an instagram and i know they have a website it's something worth looking into and uh you know maybe even just making a donation as a result because they couldn't hold that uh that event but um that that i just wanted to mention a little bit of that just because that is something near and dear but moving along to something that is happy news especially if you're someone like me if you're like me you love eminem and it doesn't matter if he's releasing an album it doesn't matter if he's releasing a single or if in this case he's releasing a collab you're excited to hear this rap god spit again and who he's collaborating with this time drum roll please he did collaborate with before it's Skylar Gray now Skylar Gray and Eminem have um, collaborated on Dr. Dre's I Need a Doctor uh, uh, Skylar Gray wrote the hook for Rihanna and Eminem's Love the Way You Lie and Skylar Gray and Eminem appeared together on Shady 15 uh, which was Eminem's collaboration album uh, in the song Twisted so those you know just a few of their collaborations but on September 23rd, Skylar Grey is going to release her forthcoming, uh, her I'm sorry, her third studio album, not her fourth, her third studio album, uh, Natural Causes. And on Natural Causes is going to be one of the singles is going to be Kill For You. And that's what Eminem is going to be featured on. It's Skylar Grey's song, again, on her album, Natural Causes. And it's... Eminem, who's featured on the track, and Skylar Gray said that uh, since the first day I started writing Kill For You, I thought the Bonnie and Clyde message would be more powerful as a duet, uh, she told Rolling Stone. I was stoked when Marshall put a verse on it. And if you remember, one of Eminem's earliest albums had uh, Bonnie and Clyde references, actually had a song, Bonnie and Clyde 95. So the fact that it's almost like these two who have collaborated on such amazing songs are, are going back together. And not only that, they're touching on something that Eminem brought out when he first started coming up. I mean, this is, I'm talking back when he was still living in a trailer, paying off his trailer when his first album dropped. So I just, I think that's really awesome. I, I don't know what your feelings are on Eminem. Well, I, I love both of them personally, and I like them. I don't know about you or like how much you've listened to Skylar Gray, but I, I. See, I'm more of an Eminem. Like, I've listened to Eminem. I've never actually really looked up Skylar Gray's. Like, she does the best cover. Like, when she does a cover of a song, she does a cover of uh, this one of the Smith songs, uh, Sing Me to Sleep. Genuinely beautiful. Like, she just has a beautiful voice, and it's a very much appreciated voice. And, like, 
even when they've collabed on a few of her songs that you did not mention, it's like they're they're just awesome together. So I'm really excited for this coming out. But I I just I think that's awesome that I get to hear those two. I mean, yeah, I probably should listen more Skylar Gray, but I just I'm so <laughs> engulfed by Eminem that I, it's when I hear the two of them, it's like okay, I need I need to hear. It. Yeah, I'm excited. Maybe so, um, also more interesting music news and i know Cass didn't know anything about this until i read it to her and i didn't know anything about it until i read it myself um i read a story on radio.com and it was about zach brown now i i also being a huge eminem fan i'm also a huge country fan especially zach brown so you know seeing his name in the title caught my attention and i'm reading this article and it's zach brown has a new side project which I didn't hear anything about, and it's called Sir Roosevelt. Now, there's no mention of who else is with Zach Brown on this, because it doesn't say Zach Brown, like when you look it up, it's Sir Roosevelt. So you have to imagine it's some type of collaboration, but there's no there's no list, there's no uh, artist list on the track or anything, it just says Sir Roosevelt. So th- I'm sure that you can speculate all day and night on who might be collaborating with him. But right now, we, all we know is Zach Brown is is obviously the lead singer in it. Now, they did uh, release a single, and it's called Sunday Finest. Now, uh, it's on Spotify. That's the only place I've found it so far. I mean, again, by now, by the time you're listening to this, it, it could be on YouTube. But I know for a fact it is on Spotify. You look up Sir Roosevelt, Sunday Finest. That's the only track there. And it only has about 1,200 plays so far. So I mean this this is this is very very new, um, but I, I know Cass listened to it. And she wasn't a huge fan. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I kind of follow like the book rule. Like if you're not interested by like the first sixty pages, you know you're not going to be interested at all. She well, gave it about five seconds. Okay. You gave it about five seconds. If if I put a playlist on like one of the music apps I'm listening to, and within like the first like twenty seconds I don't hear something I like, I change it. And, like, don't get me wrong, it sounded good, but it wasn't my taste. Maybe you guys would like it. And, I mean, yeah, everyone's taste is different. It's, like, folky. I, well, I was going to say, the best way I can I can almost folky. describe it, 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 yeah, it's kind of country folky meets kind of, like, top 40s almost. It, it's it's weird, but for me, it's a good weird. For Cass, it was a bad weird. And I really like folk music. Like, my stepsister's boyfriend is a folk fan. They're awesome. But, like, when it, I don't know, it just didn't sit right. But maybe I'll give it another listen in, like, five days. And I mean, that's the thing is you never, you got to listen to it to yourself. I mean, you can't Mom's like listen to the song and I'm just like, nah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, exactly how it went. I think I, I don't even think the intro got over and she's like, I don't like it. And I apologize. Well, fine. But you know, it, it's something where if you like Zach Brown, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of his voice. He's got a very rustic, deep voice. Um, not like Chris Stapleton. I love Chris Stapleton. I, I do too, but I love Zach Brown, and I, I don't know. I did I did like the song. You know, if he released more songs like that, I wouldn't want him to get away from the Zach Brown sound for his band, but if this is a side project he wants to experiment with, I say go for it. Yeah, like, I'm excited for it, but, like, I like the, like, islandy music he produces, like, a nice summer vibe, and, you did know. Did you just say islandy? Islandy. I don't think that's a word it's in any language. describing the feelings of an island. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Cass's Dictionary. Pick one up in Barnes & Noble in the fiction section. Non-fiction. <laughs> By, uh, actually, it's a bestseller. <laughs> it's right up front. Oprah said, don't read this book. Uh, Dr. Oz said, read it. 
It's for oh, your yeah, own Dr. health. Oz. You know, you know, you should read it then. It's for your own health. Um, so moving on, uh, more country music news is the fact that country singer Jason Aldean debuted at the top of the weekly U.S. Billboard 200 album chart. Now you may say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, the weekly Billboard 200 album chart is it's not broken up into genre. Okay. It's not like he topped the country. No, he topped everyone. And that includes Drake's longstanding views. What's views? Views, his album. It's been on the top for, I don't know how long. But Jason Aldean's uh, album, They Don't Know, sold 138,000 album units, which is comprised of 131,000 albums, 62,000 song sales, and 1.4 million online streams. And those uh, figures are according from uh, Nielsen SoundScan. Um, now, the Billboard 200 album chart tallies units from album sa- sales um, and song sales. So, 10 songs equals one album. And streaming activity, which is 1,500 streams equal one album. So, if you listen to a song on Spotify 1,500 times, that's one album. Um, so, what this is showing, this is it's showing a trend that country music listeners tend to buy full albums over single songs and streaming music. So, you know, where you might have Drake put out an album and his one song gets streamed, you know, a shitload of times. Country Singer puts out an album. More people are likely to download the whole album and listen to the whole album. I mean, I I kind of agree with that because if you think about it, a lot of country albums are almost like a story. Each song kind of reflects somehow on another. Yeah, but wouldn't you say, like, some rap albums are like a story. I would say some, but I'd say a majority of country is like that. And I that's agree. why I think these, I think why, that's why these figures really do show a trend. That more people are likely to download an entire country album. I agree. I agree. I'm excited though. That's like, that's awesome for Jason Aldean. I appreciate his music a lot. Yeah. And then uh, there were some other new entries in the top 10 on the Billboard 200 chart uh, for this week. Such as? Well... British alternative rockers Bastille oh, were at number four good. with Wild World. Folk group Head in the Heart was number five with Signs of Light. And rocker Jack White was at number eight with Jack White Acoustic Recordings. Now, again, those were all um, yeah. newcomers. So it's not like they were sitting at like, it's not like Bastille was at five and moved to four. No, like these were people that weren't on there that just that just showed up on there now. Bastille's really good. I like them a lot. So I just I thought that was very interesting the fact that you know Jason Aldean topped out Drake and that was the first week he came out I just I thought that was something interesting yeah it's different because you would think that like I don't know about you but I feel as though Drake is more popular on like any radio station like not the country one specifically but like he's more like played on like modern I guess I don't even know like I feel like Drake has more like international yes yes reach because country is you know country american country not that people around the world don't listen to american country huh you mean like a global reach yeah international i thought that just meant like internation like within the nation and international national international is global Mm. she's gonna look it up because she hates being wrong I just wouldn't international. No, I, no I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wait for you to look this up. What does international mean? Existing, occurring, or carried on between two or more nations. Ba-ba-ba! A game or contest between teams representing different countries in a sport. Ba-ba! I believe the British version. 
Yeah. So, I was uh, right. Say, say I was right. I want it recorded. Was I right? Just say yes. Come on. Your definition was correct. <laughs> I'll take it! Alright, so... Oh, continuing with the music news, th- this story hurt my brain. <laughs> because it, just, it it was like... I, I stumbled across it on one site, and then when I went to do more research into it, I started finding the opposite. I'll just get into it. Yeah, so, just say the story. The, the first story I found was the fact that Adele was invited to be the musical guest of the Super Bowl this year. Super Bowl, it takes place on February 5th this year at NGR Stadium. Where's that? I believe it's in Texas. NGR? Like NGR the Cowboys? Studio. NGR Studio? Or Stadium? Stadium. NGR Stadium. Did I say Studio? NRG Stadium is in Houston, Texas. So the it Cowboys is Texas. Okay. Stadium, right? Uh, it's Cowboys, Texas. I am not a Cowboys fan, but I believe they're in Dallas. Oh, I Dallas Cowboys. Texans, I believe the Texans a state can have multiple football teams no the new york giants and new york jets are two different new yorks dear okay which bothers me because both of them play in new jersey what they have the eagles oh oh, no new york new jersey the new york giants and new york jets play at metlife stadium and for 90 percent of the world that doesn't realize it it's in east rutherford new jersey that's right new york has three football teams Three. Buffalo Bills. No, that's in New York. Yeah. Oh my God. What? New York State. The state of New York has three professional football teams. Two of them don't even play in New Jersey in New York. They play in New Jersey. Give us one. We'll take the fucking Jets. Uh, Just give Giant. us one. I feel like Giants is more prominent in New Jersey. Oh my I'm looking God. up how many teams does Colorado have. I'm a oh. Denver. I'm a Denver's fan. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure they only have the Broncos. That- Colorado. Yeah, yeah, they have the Broncos. Moving along with the story I was actually talking about. Did that hurt your brain, too? You you hurt my brain. It's because I love you. Yeah. So, like I was saying, Adele, um, on Saturday, August 13th, at a concert in Los Angeles, she said that she, and I quote, first of all, I'm not doing the Super Bowl. Well, come on. That show is not about music, and I don't really... I can't dance or anything like that. They were very kind. They did ask me, but I said no. So, end quote. So, right there, Adele came out on stage at the concert and said, the Super Bowl invited me to play. I said no. And really, the story goes more in depth. She was basically saying, you know, I'm not Beyonce. I can't dance like Beyonce. I'm not a performer like that. I'm a singer. I sing songs. I don't bounce around the stage. I don't lip sync. So, I mean, I understand where she's coming from. She's saying that she viewed the Super Bowl halftime show as a production, not as a musical. It's a performance. Like, yeah. you're performing on stage in, like, more of a theatrical way. Exactly. You know, she said, you know, her she doesn't do that. Flat out, she said it. I, I don't dance like that. Meaning, you know, she may walk across stage or something, but she's more like... She's serenading. She's telling you a story. She's not bouncing around, shaking her ass, and having wardrobe wardrobe malfunctions. Is so, that what they do, Rob? Well, historically, go watch some Super Bowl halftime shows. I support you guys. Go Beyonce. 
Britney Spears, Katy Perry. You guys all rock. Uh, Janet Jackson was the one with the wardrobe malfunction. Justin Timberlake ripped the dress open, or the costume. Go JT! Yeah. Get on on stage. (laughs) Continue on with your story. So, that's what I first read. Now, upon doing a little more investigative journalism, I found out that, according to Pepsi, who sponsors the halftime show, Adele was never offered. That's weird. This is the statement that they put out on Sunday, August 14th. So this is the day right after Adele had her concert and said her piece. Uh, And I quote, first, um, the NFL and Pepsi are big fans of Adele. We have had conversations with several artists about the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. However, we have not at this point extended a formal offer to Adele or anyone else. We are focused on putting together a fantastic show for Houston, and we look forward to revealing that in good time, end quote. So, basically, they're saying, you know, we don't know why she said anything. We didn't formally offer her anything. And I'm sure if the NFL works the way they do, I'm sure they put out, like, a mass email, like, hey, who's interested in doing the halftime show this year? And, you know, they were in very, very, very preliminary talks. But she jumped and... I guess wanted to get ahead of the curve and be like, Hey, no, I'm not doing this. They offered it. I said, no, like, this is why. And I'm standing up for these rights. Like, I, I feel like she jumped the gun on this. I'm not saying that she's not right. I'm not saying she didn't, you know, she shouldn't have said anything. I'm just saying, I think the way she went about it and the wording could have been different because I think she made it kind of hostile the way she did it. I mean, obviously, if they, like she if Pepsi and NFL, yeah, I mean, if Pepsi and NFL had to come out right away the next day and put out a statement about it, then I feel like that was like a low blow from her. Like, if she was just saying, you know, oh, I've been in talks with the NFL, I'm not doing the halftime show, it's just not something I want to do. So you think it was a more of like, like, if she would have just said it like casually instead of making the big statement about it, you think it would have been different? Yeah, because I I almost feel like she attacked the the halftime show. Not so much the NFL, but the halftime show. I feel like she attacked it and made it seem sexist. What what comment do you think made it an attack, though? Well, how she was saying, like, uh, where was it? Well, come on, that show is not about music. Right there, that's an attack. No, I I agree. And then she goes, and I don't really, I can't dance or anything like that. Well, what's that? And then... Like I said, she did later uh, mention Beyonce or whatever. So you got to think that she's going after, you know, Beyonce or people like that who dance like that. Uh, I wouldn't say that she's attacking them. I would just say that, like, she was trying. Like, I I agree that stating that the halftime show isn't about music was just putting it down in a negative way. But I feel I don't think she was saying, like, protest the halftime show. She's no, just saying she wasn't it's not saying about music. That, but I think she's trying to start a conversation that wasn't there. I just felt like she could have just, she probably could have just been like, hey, I'm not doing the halftime show. End of conversation. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no that's what I'm saying. She, I also think that's how she should have handled it. But Like, there was no other comments necessary. And, and I, I uh, she did mention one other thing at the concert. What? She's not pregnant. <laughs> There are apparently pregnancy rumors going around, and she's like, after her little halftime spiel, she was like, oh, by the way, I'm not pregnant either. So she shut down two rumors that night. One, two. But what was interesting is, again, doing all this research, I I love when stories just kind of fall on my lap. Um, (laughs) Where did they fall from, Rob? I did find 
who is to believe to be doing the halftime show this now, year. Now, what do you mean believed? Well, I'm going to get into that, but I, I wanted, I already told you who it was off the air, but I did want to make do, you do, guess. Do, do, do. Um, do, do, uh, for all the little monsters out there, it has been reported by a source at Us Weekly that Lady Gaga is supposedly doing the halftime show for the 2017 Super Bowl. I don't know about our listeners, but growing up, Lady Gaga, like, all the social media attention she got and, like, for being so different was such a true inspiration, like, growing up and being, like, a weirdo. And, like, I don't know. I'm just so happy that she's finally, like, if she is doing it, yay! Well, okay. So, like I said, you know, there are reports that Lady Gaga is uh, doing the halftime show. However, it's a little early on the Super Bowl time frame for talent announcements. So, and this is why. Um, MTV broke the story about this, and at the bottom of the article, they do mention that news of Katy Perry's 2015 show didn't come out officially until October 2014. Okay. And Coldplay, who performed last year uh, as the headliner, was only announced two months before the Super Bowl. November? December. Oh. So, I, I mean... However, um, Bruno Mars, when he did it back in 2014, he was confirmed, there's that word vomit, um, all the way back in early September of 2014. So, I mean, it's September, as I'm reading this, it's September 22nd. So, it's it's towards the end of September. This could very well be the real deal. Uh, Until we hear Pepsi make the official announcement, I wouldn't say for sure she is. But, you know, she does have a brand new album coming out October 21st called Joanne. Uh, This would be a great way to promote everything is doing the halftime show. She's an amazing live performer. Uh, I've never seen her live. I do know people who have. They said it's incredible. Uh, If you read reviews, her shows are amazing. So I don't see why they wouldn't want her. I think it's an amazing choice for the halftime Super Bowl show. I second that opinion. I love it. I already expressed my uh, (laughs) admiration for Gog. I'm just so in love with her. I'm so excited. I mean, like I said, time will tell. It's one of those things where... Coldplay didn't really dance on stage. They ran around a lot. He didn't shake his ass. But they also had Beyonce, though. Yeah, but she was afterwards. Adele could have just done her little song and got off the stage. She didn't need to shake her ass. the, The whole thing was that Beyonce was there. Like, she was there. Okay, she could have, And Coldplay, like, you know, Coldplay did run around a lot. Like, they were all over that stage. They were jumping around and everything. I mean, but that's the thing is, like, they have music that they can Hypes. do that to. Um, Adele, I'm sure, and again, I don't listen to a lot of Adele, so I'm sure there's music she could. But if Alo get, starts getting sung, you're going to have about 90,000 people falling asleep in the stadium. And another God knows how many um, million falling actually, asleep at home. Actually, it would be, like, a lighter ceremony for Halo. Oh yeah, good, good. Give a bunch of people, give a bunch of people lighters, put them to sleep, light the field on fire. Wow, feel good about yourself. I do. Good. You're done. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm done with my stories. I've I've gone over that. That is your music wrap up for this week. Um, and now we move on to the sex and relationships portion of our broadcast uh, with Cassie T. This is her area of expertise. 
Um, actually, it is. The first one is actually my area of expertise. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you if you do go on our website, shortshowpodcast.com, and you read anything about us, Cass is actually a pre-law student, and she's been going over a lot of cases. How many cases did you go over yesterday? I think between today and yesterday, it was about, I think I hit 40 today. 40 cases she went over. So we're actually going to go over a case now. This is actually something that's kind of been a trend lately, I want to say. I agree. I agree. And, and Not a good I'm trend. I'm really getting pissed off at the excuses. But you know what? Here, go, go over it. Well, I guess you're not going to be that mad at this excuse. So I don't I don't know how many basketball fans there are listening, but um, I do know who the New York Knicks are and where they play. <laughs> so Derek Rose is one of their... Uh, it's his first season with the New York Knicks, and he was beforehand playing with the Chicago Bulls. So he's pretty good. He's like one of their prime athletes. He's doing awesome. He's one of, quote unquote, from the article, is one of the NBA's most prominent players. So the article that I'm going to speak about today is, um, if you're not aware, there he's being charged. Him and two of his friends are being charged with a rape case that um, a woman was intoxicated, and him and his friends raped her and of course the guys are claiming that they had consensual sex but the issue of alcohol is in the picture so it's hard to like you know so kind of it's basically he said she said so at this point but um this interesting this case really pulled my mind because the title says judge says that a woman who accused nba player Derek rose of rape won't be allowed anonymity she won't remain anonymous throughout the trial Oh, okay. Oh, they don't know who it is yet. No, they know. No, they know who she is. But like, it's a high-profile case. Oh, the public. It. It. To her be, name wasn't released yet to the public. Oh uh, well, it was because Ro- uh, Rose's lawyer kept using her name during like questioning, and the judge was getting very agitated with it. But to start from the beginning, it's just that she that the judge promised her that she would remain anonymous until the trial began. So I don't know who knows a lot about the procedure in which a, a case unfolds, but I, and especially because this is a civil suit. It's not even a criminal suit, which in civil, like when you're going through a civil suit, you're getting compens- like compensor- compensation and like other types of money just to make you feel better, basically. Yeah. Not to be like heartless. Criminal, he would go away to jail. Yeah. This, isn't, this isn't for punishment. This is for personal gain on the victim's side. uh, And he has a lot of money, so, like, honestly, I don't... He's a professional basketball player. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't... I, like, I don't blame them for taking a civil suit instead of a criminal suit, but that's not, like, why she should make this... Well, also, you know, criminal suit. But the rape did happen two years ago, so this is what I was trying to say. The background on the the case is that they were in a non-exclusive relationship for two years prior to this rape. Like I said, they all got drunk... And she claimed that these three guys raped her. They said that they all had consensual sex. And she was about 28 at the time, 26 at the time. So now they're going through this process. And the judge on the case promised her that she would remain anonymous until the trial starts. And I was getting at before, there's a part in any case that's called the discovery period. And that's where they collect the evidence. They go and talk to witnesses. They go and get statements from people. They interview the plaintiffs, the defendants. That's when they really get the facts of the case. And discovery for some criminal cases, I think, as in this one, can take up to two years. Like, law and order as law and order is not a real depiction of cases. Like, I hate to break it to you guys. 
But, um, so when he says she'll remain anonymous, is that the prosecu- like the prosecution and the press cannot release her name to, like, she cannot be released. Well, during, like, while he was talking to her, uh, Rose's attorney revealed the woman's name and, and was warned by the judge that she would remain anonymous until trial. And the woman, Jane Doe, is arguing that she should remain anonymous throughout the whole trial. Okay. And she, she argued her privacy should be protected because she's vulnerable, yet the judge ruled against it. Well, it's kind of like a, I want my cake and eat it, too. Yeah. Like, I want to go at, I want to sue him in a civil suit and take his money, but I don't want anyone to know who I am. And, like, she has, <laughs> and I was reading up on it, and, like, you could always, I know there are some people who would be like, oh, well, the Constitution says we have a right to privacy. We have a right to privacy when it comes to practicing religion, speaking, like, other legal matters. But if you're going into a case, if you're suing someone, you should have your name publicized. See, here's my thing is, you know what, this might not be it, but I almost feel like that if she wants the to be anonymous, it's because there's someone out there who can refute her side of the story. I don't even think that. I think it's a high-profile case and that, like, she, well, and she has already it. been harassed after yeah. her name was leaked. Like... You know what I mean? I kind of understand. Well, that's because, you know, there are just terrible people who just look for someone to go after. I mean, especially, like, diehard fans. Like, you go after any athlete, there's going to be diehard fans that just want to trash Not you. even the fans. ESPN has been, or some of the shows on ESPN, have attacked women who have accused uh, professional players of raping Well, them. let's not turn a blind, a blind eye. You because know, rape happens, to- but extortion happens, too. That's that's 100%. Yeah, but it, it's not any right for them to make any comments on it. If they no, don't I don't think facts. so, but I, I don't... Th- I, and again, I, I didn't see it. I would have to hear the context, but I'm saying from, from a personal viewpoint that people, male or female, if they think they can get something out of you, they will do it. And unfortunately, a lot of it happens because professional athletes let's let's put it on the table professional athletes have a long-standing stigma of being unfaithful and just you know fucking around basically so if a woman can get drunk have sex and then turn around and be like well he raped me i was drunk yeah more well, people are gonna be like oh yeah he fucked up well i don't know it's a very gray area of the law but to continue on with the story of the case um the court the judge is actually threatens to sanction Derek Ross because apparently he's been shaming and blaming the victims of rape. Um, it doesn't give me a, du- a direct quote, but it says from the court, if defendant Rose continues to l- utilize language that shames and blames the victims of rape, either in his motion practice or before the jury, the court will consider sanctions. So, like, I don't know about you guys, but just reading some of these articles, you're getting, like, a bad judgment of this Rose character despite his abilities on the court, like, you shouldn't shame rape victims. Yeah, I, I mean, it, and that's, unfortunately, when you get into this, you know, a he said, she said battle. Uh, we were both drunk, you know. that This case is just a mess. This is like, a defense attorney and a prosecutor, this is both their worst nightmare. Yeah. Because it's literally he said, she well, said. Well, it wouldn't be prosecutor. It's, it would just be their two lawyers. Because or, it's yeah, that's right. It's not. It's a civil suit. So it, the, both lawyers. I mean, it just sucks to have to go to trial to this. And the judge. You know, I feel bad for the judge because it's like, 
you know, she wants to be anonymous. He's trying to shame her. She's saying he raped her. He's saying they, and the big thing is here, again, two-year relationship, non-committal relationship, meaning they're fucking all the time. You know, did she see- Is that what that means? Well, yeah. They, I thought they, it meant like they say, could see other people. Huh? Non-explicit. Like it wasn't, it was an open it, Non-inclusive, right? Not inclu- not exclusive? Yeah. Like yeah. They weren't- so that means they could see other people. Well, you know what? The old saying, maybe she caught feelings, saw him with some other chick, and then decided, well, fuck you. I'm going to take your money. You know, uh, again, I am not saying that's what happened. But could it have? Absolutely. If 100% there are any it could feminists have. in the audience, um, he's not going against the victim. He's no, not saying I'm, the I'm not. I'm not. But anyway, it's just like a trend I've been seeing in the news lately that a lot of athletes or higher end people are getting away with these rape cases and rape charges. Like, the kid, the kid who got released from school, a judge who uh, told a woman to keep her legs closed. Like The one kid who got off because, forget if it was the judge or his lawyer said something like, well, if he went to jail, it would ruin his college experience. And I want to punch that motherfucker in the throat for saying just, that. It's just so sad that, like, we... I don't know. It's not. I feel like it's not highlighted in our society or taken to like a strong aspect. You know yeah. what? I, it's just slipped under the rug. Like, oh, no big deal. You know, you have to deal with the emotional and physical aspect of it. No big deal. You know, he's good. You know. Yeah, and and, and that's what it is. Is you know, more and more of this is turning out to be. You know, okay, I'm gonna stand up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I got raped. I'm gonna go to court. And then what happens? What was even the point of going to yeah, court? They, you know, Humiliation? It, it's just... Ugh, story for another day to go into all those other cases. I agree. But moving on. This- Unfortunately, this is only a little better than the last story. <laughs> Told you this was a little more of a serious show today. It's not too bad. It's kind of... It's, it's 19 good, it's and good, divorced. It's a good one for male and female who, are in a, who think they found the love of their lives at like 18. It's a good one. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm not Get saying on it with it. What? Get on with it. Wow, damn. Yeah. Okay, so, um, as told, um, it doesn't really give names out. Uh, I'm just, like, scanning over really quick. Okay, the male is Albert, and the female, I think, doesn't... Taylor. We'll just go with Taylor. That's the only name I see. So, Albert and Taylor have been together since she was a sophomore in high school, and he was a senior. So you got to figure he was 17, 18, and she was probably 15, 16. And they met on the bus from school because she was drinking an Arizona iced tea, and the bus suddenly stopped, and it got all over her. And he was laughing, and she turned around, and she thought, that's a smile I could really get used to seeing. Like, I think that's so cute. I'm sorry. That's so cute. So they started dating. They started texting. He asked her out on Christmas. They fell in love with each other. They fell in love with each families. Um, she says, like, throughout high school, drama arose, and they broke up and got back together constantly, but as her, gra- as her graduation, so he already graduated, approached, she knew that they were going to be together forever. <clears throat> okay. Um, three months after high school, he proposed because he was going into the military. Oh, that's, that's a, yep, okay. okay Not well, even going to say anything. All right, well, take it, before <laughs> I continue on, keep in mind, at this point, they're probably together for, what, two and a half years? She was a sophomore when they met? Yeah. So sophomore year, junior year. Oh, no. I was a freshman and he was a sophomore. I lied. Oh. Backside. So okay, that's four, so four years. That's about four and a half years. Okay. Like, uh, like it's understandable. Like I mean, you're still young and stupid, but yeah, four years. Um, There are adults who get married in six months. Yep. 
Yep. That's stupid. I didn't say they were mature adults. <laughs> All right, so they um, got married on November 25th, 2015. They had a courthouse wedding, nothing special. And the parents um, took them out to eat afterwards, and it was great. And they had a small little mini honeymoon at, like, a beachside hotel. Okay, so they, had, so they got married, they had their honeymoon, they've been dating for about four and a half years, everything's great, yippee, yippee, yay, it's a Disney fucking movie. Wow. Get to the horror story. You're just not being fun. <laughs> and she looks pretty young, to be honest. She said that even when she goes out, she looks 16. So, one week after the wedding, the military station Albert in California. Okay. Um, we couldn't move Did on. Did they say where they were from? Like, was she close? New or? Jersey. Oh, Okay, so across the country. So okay. let's get married. We're still, she's still a teenager, and you're going to go across the country. Wow. You, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going from the realistic point of this. You're cynical. We couldn't move on to the base right away, so they were in a hotel for seven weeks. She saved up $7,000 from waitressing at her job. She blew through that on meals, um, the room, the car, and their laundry. And they even bought a grill, like a small little grill. She goes, I was a little bit bitter spending all that money, but we were married. I figured what's mine is his and what's his is mine. So wait, who spent that money? He did? She did. Oh, she spent it. Yeah, $7,000. Is this is this him writing it or her? She. She's writing it. Yeah. She was bitter about spending her money? I'm a little I, confused. Okay. They moved to California and were stuck in a hotel. And her savings that she saved up over the summer. So oh, she, she saved, moved with them. Okay, okay. Yeah, they moved out to California oh, together. Well, and I missed that In somehow. this little hotel. Okay. And she spent $7,000 on the room, our car, and our meals. And she even bought a grill so they can cook. So, like, it should be equal. You know what I okay. mean? Yeah, I think so it she spent equal. seven grand. He hasn't spent dick yet. Yeah, okay. not from what she's written. Um, so she says when she moved on to the base, life didn't get any better because... We could live for free, but the place was a mess, the toilet was clogged, and the shower was never working. So, she goes into a little bit describing Albert's schedule. 6.30 or 7 in the morning until 6 at night. Usually five days a week, and sometimes seven days, if he had the weekend duty. Okay. So, no job, um, she tries to look for jobs to, like, compensate for being bored and alone all day. And nobody wanted to hire her because she didn't go to college. She didn't get a degree. Ooh, she didn't yeah. She didn't have nothing holding her to a standard. And she already said she didn't really have money to go to school out there. Yeah, exactly. School ain't cheap. So bas- she concludes, I was basically a housewife just without kids. She did watch a lot of Netflix, though. <laughs> um, so the loneliness, she continues to it sucked. But what was never discussed between her and Albert is her education or how she, like, what job she's going to get, or, like, her career, like, her side of the story. He was really just focused on, like, his new military lifestyle. And even when she brought up to him that she researched certificate programs where she would only go to school for a couple months and then get, like, a nursing certificate or a medical assistant, um, he would sit there and say, and, like, she would present the pros and cons, like I do with you, discuss the decisions, and he goes, um, we don't have the money. We can't afford it. So he limited... Her from... I don't get it. I mean, he, he obviously is getting a salary from the military, and it sounds like all you really had to buy was groceries. You didn't have rent. Yeah, that's Maybe if you she... had a car, car payment, car insurance, but but still, you sh- still should have had enough money. Certificate programs aren't too... That expensive. Extraordinarily expensive. I mean, compared to a semester at college. <laughs> college is expensive. But, like, 
Like, she even stated she would go to, like, the grocery store on the base and buy them because they were cheaper. Yeah. And they were in the middle of a freaking desert, okay? The closest restaurant was 45 minutes away. So, like, she was isolated and concealed, and she couldn't really get along with the other moms because they had kids. Yeah. She's, nine, she's 18, 19. She then quotes that, when I got married, I thought I'd be married forever. <coughs> I'm really family-oriented. Albert and I wanted to start having kids in our early 20s. We wanted to get a dog and get our kids' gains together and spend the rest of our lives in love. We fantasize about our future all the time. So that just shows that, like, they both had a positive outlook on, like, their relationship. So she then starts to say, like, how the progressions, like, the aggression started. Like, he would come home, play video games. She would sit there and watch Netflix. They would basically be in the house and nobody would speak. Like, they wouldn't even speak to each other. Fucking and, awkward. Yeah, and that's what she says. It would, it would get awkward. And they both knew that the relationship was going downhill. So that's when they proposed they would have a once-a-week date night. No matter, like, how tired we were, how busy they were. I like the fact that they're both trying, at least. Yeah. And she said, we ate dinner and watched movies together. And then she even goes into saying, like, how they had long talks about their relationships. Um, they made friends off-base so they could go, you know what I mean, get out of that military scenery and go meet new people, like... Um, go to barbecues, pool parties, interact, stay social, and thought that, like, their relationship, it would help their relationship. And it did for a little while. Get to the meat. I want to get to inside, the good part. But, it, but inside, I was starting to feel less and less connected to Albert. So, that they, nobody cheats on each other. Like, I'm sorry to say, uh-huh. nobody cheats on each other. Come on. It's just, okay, well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> okay, so after seven months of living together and being married, all that good shit, she flies back to New Jersey to attend her sister's graduation. That's when she realizes that she just... And, like, she when she flew out to New Jersey, she was going to work over the summer and save up money. So and she like, was going to live in Jersey for the summer. Yeah, and go back in August. And that's when she realized she just wasn't in love with him anymore. So that was it. Well, he flew back out to New Jersey to talk to her. And all they concluded was that, like, they... Re- Fuck they, you, I hate your guts, I found a Jersey guy. We love each <laughs> other, but we're not in love anymore. Damn it. So, they couldn't even annul their marriage. They're still technically married. They have to get a divorce, which is, like, a legal process. Yeah. Plus, they couldn't get it annulled. No, yeah, um, we couldn't get it annulled, so now we're separated. We don't talk anymore. We're saving money to get a divorce. And oh, Jesus. Now yeah, she's 19 I'm sorry, divorced. not to cut you off, but that's got to su- I mean, it's one thing when you're a couple or you're married and you're saving money for something big, like like a vacation or something. Yeah, divorce. But to save money just to throw it away so you're not legally married to that person, that sucks. Or, like, not in a mean way, but she spent $7,000. Like, her savings. Oh, yeah. On him. I, I don't know how much a divorce is. From what I understand, they're very expensive. Oh, probably. But, I mean, he should probably pick up this seven grand on her end, unless she got everything she spent money on back. Yeah, which I highly doubt she did. <laughs> But, like, it was just, like, an interesting idea to me because, like, I feel like there's so many couples, I love you, you're the love of my life, like, you talk about getting married well, and see, growing old. see, they also like, had a very unique situation where, like you said, they were trapped on a base. Yeah. You know, it's in, it's not like, it's not where they wanted to be. You no. know, they weren't around in a neighborhood where, you know, oh, I'm going to go get a drink or, hey, let's go out and do something. And I feel like that might have been a big part of it, too, is what are they going to do? There's nothing to do. And I don't think either of them really realized what they were going in for. Yeah, yeah. They were just blinded by the light. So, fuck it. Let's go. The light of love. But it was just an interesting case because, like. It wasn't a case. Int- lawyer. <laughs> 
Suck him, lawyer mood. It was an interesting article to me. I don't know. 19 and divorced, like, when is she going to get, re- like, when is she really going to get divorced? They didn't do it yet. Yeah, you know. Who knows? Maybe their love will rekindle and we'll revisit They don't it. talk to each other at all. Do you know, Rob, imagine if we just stopped talking to each other. Like, one day we just never heard from each other again. It's probably going to mean one of us died. Ow, ow, ow. No, I'm funny. But that's like, I don't know. Like, you see couples that have been together for a while, and then, like, I don't know. It's just me. Well, going from 19 and divorced, we're going to transition into something that can cause a divorce. Two and a half inches hard. (laughs) Okay, so my my article that made me laugh this week was, I'm tired of being ashamed of my micro penis. (laughs) (laughs) That's, uh. That's interesting. <laughs> so, to give you some details about this male's penis, um, it's approximately one inch long when flaccid and 2.7 inches long when fully erect. All right, now, now, Cass, before we, we got on the air, asked me for a ruler so she could see what one inch looked like and what two and 2.7 inch. So I got a yardstick, way more than we needed. but uh, It's about the... So, so that's an inch. Oh my god, no way! <laughs> and uh, that's about two point seven right there. Guys, no. <laughs> that's that is actually. Oh my god, it is exactly the length of my thumb. Wait, is it? I think it's the length of my little finger. Two point seven. Oh, it's the length of my little. I no, that's know. your that's your pointer finger. Yeah, but that's, that's the, the length of that. So my that's, pointer. Uh, and what's the average? I think the average No, it is... states it here. Oh, and the average uh, is what? Uh, the average American penis is 2.8 to 3.9 inches when flaccid. So 2.8 2. to 3.9. 2.8 is going to be... So, so most people are bigger soft than doubled, this guy is hard. Doubled soft. And 4.7 to 6.3 inches when erect. So 6.3 is like that. And 4. So, yeah. So. Even that looks small. I don't know. Maybe because it's on a roller. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, when flaccid, you might say it resembles two raisins flat on top of each other. (laughs) It is also very thin. (coughs) But as we laugh. Toothpick. Oh, stop it. So this guy does. Hold on, honey. You got something in your teeth. Dick. You're being a dick. So he he goes on to say that he's deeply ashamed of his micro penis. (coughs) He's He's 35 and he's only had one sexual experience through personal choice. Which was humiliating. Um, so he like got together with this very attractive university student, and he stripped. And she stared at my micro penis, giggled, and put her hand to her mouth, muttering simply "Okay" in a tone that suggested she was taken back. I'm surprised she didn't pee her pants. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't eat glasses. I'd be like, "Where is it? <laughs> are, you, are you a Kate? Are you a Kate? Are you transitioning?" Um, is that it? Where's the rest of it? Is this, is this some kind of sick magic joke? We're not discriminating against micro penises. I might be. <laughs> so, okay, shut up. You're rude. And then the next day, okay, so during this, their um, act of coitus, <laughs> she constantly <laughs> asked, Fucking. Coitus. Is it in? Even when it was in, she asked me, is it in? And then, um, he, com- he, but, like, taking, if you had a micro penis, how you would feel if you're trying to sexually please someone and they're like, is it in? <laughs> he said, I wanted to die. Stop. That's sad. And then he wasn't even uh, satisfying her orally. So she oh, got wow, up. wow. You just suck. 
You're a dick. <laughs> so, or you don't. So she, <laughs> she got up saying I need a glass of water, and that was the end of it. <laughs> the next day, he walked two miles and left her a box of chocolates. <laughs> wow. So. Is this I mean, real? I feel like this isn't even real. This male is 35 years old. Oh, my God. Like, I feel bad, but... No, but, like, listen, this is why, like, it was really important. Because we always talk about body-shaming women. Like, oh, don't call her fat. Or, oh, she's too skinny. Don't don't make a joke. What about people who have, like, appendages that are very tiny? Yeah, but no one sees that. But it's still body-shaming because he even mentioned that at work, um, they like, a few of his coworkers came to the conclusion that if a male has a tiny penis, they should be wearing a sign warning women. <laughs> Well, it prevents false advertising. I'm not I'm amused. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm so not amused. You're so insensitive. <laughs> no, no, I feel You're for insensitive. the dude. I really do. I You're feel for him. I, You're I, insensitive I, to micro penises. Micro appendages. <laughs> micro appendages. All right. Anyway, he just wanted to say, like, he just wanted to express that like he was tired of feeling ashamed of his tiny friend, and that like we always. Um, the media always focuses on not body shaming women and how... No, I do agree. Absolutely, there's a double standard. But, like, we never body shame men. Like, there's a, 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 a male model that's on the heavier side, and you don't see men being like, oh, lose some weight. No, like, they're like, here, have another beer. Yeah, he's got a big old pot belly, and, like, I don't know. And that's what he kind of just talked about, is that he felt that, like, men don't have the same like leniency women have in the sensitivity department no they don't and, and that again goes back to the general <laughs> tradition that men are don't have feelings and the ending quote that i would just love to end this with guys with micro penises know they are not well endowed they don't need reminding of it ladies if you have a micro penis i'm very sorry for my crude remarks and ladies it's not about the size of the wave just the motion that goes along with it. The motion of the ocean. That's the end of that quote. Um, if you're gonna say it, please. For the I love feel like we're from different continents, and my continent expressed it. No, correctly. no, no. It's not the size that matters. Good thing comes in little packages. You should ask the girl that got up and got some water if she thinks that way. It's probably a raindrop. <laughs> All right, so. Little penis. Now, now, now for the. That we're gonna help you side of this. I like how they have a little carrot. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is a little carrot. It's a, it's a baby carrot. Um, ah, thirteen ways to can feel. Can never eat baby carrots again now. Micro. Um, what, what, what is our last article? Our last article. Doo, 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 doo. Thirteen ways to feel immediately closer to your partner. Stop touching me. Oh, stop. <laughs> All right. So let's go over this. Ask each other personal questions. Like go to a coffee shop and talk about it, basically. When did you ask? Pers- ask wait, what was it? Ask each other. Uh huh. Personal. 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 Did you brush your teeth today? Um, when's the last time you cried in front of another person? Men don't cry. <laughs> I've seen you cry. Shh. Are that you- really hurt when I stub my toe. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Um, uh, so basically, like, to get to know your partner, they say, ask, like, each other personal questions. They gave the example, when did you last cry in front of another person? And what do you feel mo- most grateful for in your life? 
they suggest going somewhere, just putting your phones aside and just being able to talk and communicate about, like, who you truly are. I would just keep it, like, on a self-based... Like, I wouldn't take it into a sexual aspect. Okay. These personal questions. Next. You, you don't even have an opinion on them? No, I, I think it's fine. I think that's a good okay. way to stay close. Learn each other's love languages. For those of you that what doesn't, like... A love Make language sure you is can just... navigate the motion in the ocean. That's what I got out of that. That's that's not even <laughs> what it even contends to. So love languages is how somebody feels love. Like, you can comp- compliment someone. And... Do you feel love? I'm touching you. Do you feel love? I feel like I'm going to get a bruise. Do you feel love? You're going a little too ham. Do you feel love? Oh, look, there's my little scratch. <laughs> I did not feel love. There's five love languages, and it's just basically saying, like, uh, affirmation, quality of time, acts of services, physical touch, and gifts and words. Oh, words of affirmations. So, like, if there's some girls who, if you buy them a lot of things, they know you love them. There's some guys that... Gold if, diggers. Um, physical touch for the men is how horse. you show love. Man horse. No. No. <laughs> Rob, do you feel love yet? Ow. What do you no, think? No, I feel threatened. <laughs> wow. What do you think of that? I, I agree. Wow, like, you're being so boring tonight. I don't, I don't have an opinion on those two. Rob, what's your love language? I don't know. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Rob's like, let's cuddle, acts like a cat. <laughs> Show interest in the things they like. Nah, that I agree with. I, 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 Even if you don't like it, you can show interest. There's a difference between pretending to like something and showing interest. Like, I am a giant nerd when it comes to weather. Cass does not like weather, but she asked me about it, and she even tries to learn it on her own. I never said I didn't like weather. I just have no... Desire to... She's not passionate like I am. It's so cute when he talks about it. And then I try to understand it. Like, I look <laughs> stuff up, and I'm like, ooh. I get screenshots of her looking at, like, the radar going, does that mean rain? <laughs> is it red? Is that good? <laughs> All right. So number four is turn on some makeout music and go at it. Yeah, I mean, obviously showing physical affection is going to bring you closer. The more spontaneous, I think, the better. Don't put music on. Some people like music. Like, that, it, that's a personal preference. Let, let it rain. This one, <laughs> Rob and I know a little too well. Work out together. Yeah. No. Yes. Don't do it. Not do it. You get in fights. She, she says no because she doesn't like listening to me. Again, because I'm right and she doesn't like when I'm right. First off. It's not a he's right or she's right. We're in a relationship. It's we're both right. No. My argument no, is stronger. No, that's not true. My arguments are stronger. Continue. Secondly, when we work out together, I'm like, uh, I don't want to do this. And <laughs> Rob's like, too bad. You're grabbing 10 pounds more and doing it. It's called motivating. And he yells at me. You know, and like, we're not the gym couple that are like, he's like slapping my ass when I get up in between sets or kiss, like doing little pecs in between. He's like, I'm like, can I have a hug? No. You After want a hug? Set. Ten push-ups. Yeah, like seriously. She'll thank me later. Neglect. Gym neglect. Do you have a nice ass? You're That's welcome. That's because I can squat. Uh-huh. Make playlists for each other. This made me so happy because when Rob <laughs> and I first started dating, he would send me songs all the time. Now we're just with each other all the time, so. I'm like, listen to this. Hey, you're in my car. You're listening to this now. Hey. Yeah, like, seriously, the one day Rob came over and he picked me up. We were going somewhere. He's like, oh, you're listening to this. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's so sweet of you. Because I found it. 
oh, like, I don't know. I love that. Like, if you hear a song that makes you think of someone, send it to them, put it on their Facebook, Instagram it, anything. Blow their shit up. All right. So reveal one new thing you each want to try in bed. That's interesting. I mean, I'm sure that keeps the sex life spicy. Uh, if a guy says he wants to peg, run away. <laughs> run, run away. We're not even going to get it. If you don't know what that is, <clears throat> we're not getting into Unless it. Unless you're into that, just run away. We don't judge. <laughs> Cast judges a little. Day trip to your heart and wallet's content. This made me happy because I thought of us like going to New Hope. Like all of our yeah, little trips we Yeah, we've gone to New Hope. We've gone to Rehoboth. I love going places. <laughs> even just up to the, the inlet, which is about a 40-minute drive. Any, like, doing anything together, like, going out, even if it doesn't cost money, it's still so much fun. We, we did a picnic two blocks away from the studio. That was great. And I planned it. Yeah, and you I did. Ma- I you made the brought food. dessert. I know. <laughs> so proud of myself. <laughs> this one, um, I'm not saying who, but I feel like they should grasp this concept just a little bit more. Text less, call more. I love talking on the phone to Rob after a long day. I'm like, here, listen to my day and be better. <laughs> and Rob's like, I'm eating. Go away. I hadn't eaten all day. I worked overnight. I was so hungry. I'm eating. Go away. Cold. Literally, he goes, babe, um, I'll talk to you later. My food's getting cold. And I was like, oh. Yeah, but that was after 20 minutes of on the phone. It was actually so, 10. It was like 20. No, it was literally 10. I looked at it today. It was 10. Next. Just saying. Okay. Just what number are we on? Nine. You have five more. I'm just saying, if they, if you know they're just getting out of work, don't give them a call. Just be like, hey, how's your day going? Here, jerk. Say a few creatively nice things to them every day. Go beyond you're beautiful or you're hot or you're smart. Think of how they inspire you to change for the better or how they look in a specific shirt. I got nothing to say but agree. Rob, I really appreciate when you talk about weather. I really like when you wear your glasses. I feel like that's calling me hot, just not in the traditional no. sense. I didn't say you look fine when you wear your glasses, although you, look you do. fine all the time. Just keep going. <laughs> We've got four people probably puking their guts up right now. Do more eye-gazing in bed. I'm sorry, but the only eye-gazing I get to do in bed is that of my inner eyelids. No, Rob will make scary faces. <laughs> <laughs> no! it's romantic i do too but if i have enough energy to stay awake i will if you're just looking at each other being like i'm so grateful bring in the mutual friends whoop whoop mutual friends like going out and spending time with your friends like i don't isolate like to each other okay but like go out as a group all right 13 and this one made me happy treat them like a great friend instead of your one best friend yeah, I agree. That's very important. You're, you're my, my best friend. You're my great best friend. You're my greatest best friend. You're the greatest Again, best friend. Again, those that are puking, I'm sorry. I should have put a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. Stop, I love my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically it. So I'm done speaking now. Ollie? Here you go, get it! Thanks, Ollie. Oh. So for... <laughs> <laughs> Time for my rant. Thank Got a good rant. one this week. <clears throat> All right. Listen, you perpetually late college students, you soccer moms who forgot your kid at soccer practice, you businessmen who think because you drive a BMW, you own the road, and you senior citizens who should have stopped driving when Ford was the only car manufacturer. 
I'm so sick and tired of screaming in my car with the windows up, foaming at the mouth, and looking like a rabid Tasmanian devil just because you were too lazy to move your finger two inches and click that magic wand behind your steering wheel called the blinker. Yes, the blinker. Something that comes on every car, but 99% of people don't use. Now listen, I would understand if this took a PhD to maneuver, but it doesn't. It's a simple flick of the finger to signal to everyone around you, Hey, I'm moving to a different lane. Now, what really kills me is how you kumquats can text, shave, do your makeup, pay your taxes, and knit a sweater all at the same time, but you can't use a fucking blinker. It's literally placed on the steering wheel column to make it readily and quickly accessible, so fucking use it. Now, why, you ask? Because if I'm driving 50 miles an hour in my pickup, and you and your eco-bullshit Prius are doing 50, and you decide to change lanes in front of me and not use your blinker, I, not on purpose, but because of pure physics, am not going to be able to slow down in time to let you move in my lane, and instead I'm going to turn your mid-sized compact into a small personal pan road pizza. So in conclusion, wake the fuck up, put the fucking phone down, watch where you're going, and for the love of Buddha, use your fucking blinker. I'm Rob, and that's what pissed me off this week. Did it really piss you off? Oh, it pissed me off. It, pisses, it doesn't piss me off this week. It pisses me off every day. Every time I get in a fucking car. I was driving to school this morning, and this guy was uh, smoking while texting and driving. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. He's no. an athlete. <laughs> now, as our show comes to a close, we enter our last segment. Uh, it's our personal favorite. It's our Discover Artist of the Week. And uh, this week... Our artist, um, it's actually not a name this week, it's actually a group, and they're called Overcoming Gravity. Um, and I'm going to read Overcoming Gravity's story, which was actually very interesting. I'm really glad we have these guys this week. So Overcoming Gravity is a poc, po- wow, pop, wow, pop, What'd you say? Band. I said poc. Tupac. Yeah. Overcoming Gravity is a pop rock band based out of Philadelphia with their own <laughs> Pandora station. They're on Spotify and many other major music streaming sites. They have a distribution and publishing deal, making their music possible to be heard anytime, anywhere. Overcoming Gravity has been spun on 93.3 WMMR, Radio 104.5, 93.7WSTW, Gas House Radio, and many, many others. The band got its start when Phil LaPlaza met Adam Zakaria. The two wrote their first song together, which years later turned in what is now her name. The song has been the very vehicle that has gotten the attention of professionals in the business to the ears of the masses. Over the years, also always focusing on the song rather than anything else, the two have been very fortunate in the success and strength of their songwriting abilities. The music they have created has landed them in some pretty cool situations. Phil and Zach have opened up for some of our favorite bands, Linkin Park, Chris Cornell, All Time Low, The Sick Puppies, Stroke Nine, Rusted Root, and The Bravery, to mention a few. They've been on MTV too, and they've also had songs like Mystery Rose, Collapse in Her Name, and countless others spun on major stations and internet radio around the nation and the world. Michael, Mazu- Michael Mazuka, the lead guitar player, is a longtime friend of Zach and Phil's. Michael has watched the two throughout the years and has been playing alongside them since the beginning. Michael is the heart and soul of Overcoming Gravity. His melody, sense, and taste in notes make for raunchy yet beautifully sophisticated arrangements. The band would not be complete without Anthony Boy, so young yet has talent far beyond his years. Ant has so much style and a keen sense of what is happening in the world of music, he keeps it funky while keeping it fresh. Ant is a very important piece to this amazing puzzle. He is a little brother of the fam, and his abilities make him come off like the oldest of the group. 
band is full of love and passion for their craft and is aware of what music means to themselves and others. Overcoming gravity would never be careless with such an amazingly powerful thing. So I, I think that's amazing. They, they're really a core music group. They don't care about anything else. It's, it's their music. They're writing it. They're producing it. I, I think that's awesome. You know, you have too many groups nowadays that it's all about the fame or, or the auto-tune. These guys are, these guys are musicians. Um, if you want to find them on Facebook, it's at Overcome Gravity or just uh, look up Overcoming Gravity on Facebook. Uh, Twitter.com slash OverGravMusic and Instagram.com slash OverComingGravity. So the song we're actually going to play is called Heartbeat and this is Heartbeat Now.
And that again was Overcoming Gravity and their song Heartbeat. Um, now remember, if you want to be one of our Discover artists, remember you can email the show at shoreshowpodcast at gmail.com. Subject is music. In the email, please include your name, your contact information, and an MP3 downloadable version of an original song um, of yours. Uh, that way we can put it on the show. Uh, obviously, we'll email back and forth. But uh, again, that's shoreshowpodcast at gmail.com. As always, we thank you for tuning into our show. Don't forget to visit our website, shoreshowpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at shoreshowpodcast. Next week, we're going to have a lot to talk about. And next week uh, is going to start our countdown to Halloween because it is October next week. Oh, come on. Who's not excited for Halloween? The dressing Yay! up, the decorating, the Yay! sugar coma. <laughs> Yay, candy. Candy. And uh, might have a might have a contest coming up. Might have a type of contest. Uh, for you versus me? Uh, no, I was uh, saying for the listeners to win. No. Uh, there, there might be a contest. You're going to definitely have to tune in next week for a possible contest announcement. Possible. Possible. Not promising. Uh, no, pretty promising. Pretty yeah. sure Pretty sure there's going to be a contest. 50% promising. Uh, I'm going to say like more like 98. 98% chance of a uh, contest. I'm the 2% debating it. Uh, I feel like it's going to be a contest. 100%. All right. So for Cassie T., I'm Rob Riz, producer Rob. That's it, unless you have anything to say. I'm good. You're good? Have a good weekend. (laughs) Take it easy, and we'll see you next week.